And a court ruling in Kitchener Friday is one of those cases that fell under the radar. It certainly, though, shouldn't have because it has big implications when it comes to tent cities and if they are allowed or not. And this, no question, I think will impact us here in Toronto. But for background on this one, uh, the city of Kitchener had filed an injunction asking that police be allowed to move in and remove people. And they wanted the ruling, you know, they did this to set a precedent so that it would guide them on how they can deal with encampments in the future. And during the trial, the lawyers argued whether people at the encampment have the right to choose where and how they shelter themselves and whether they have any meaningful shelter options. And the judge ultimately dismissed the injunction. And in his ruling, he declared, quote, I declare that the bylaw violates Section 7 of the Charter, and that is it deprives the homeless residents of the encampment life, liberty, and security of the person, end quote. So this is the first time a government's applied to the courts to evict people experiencing homelessness from municipally owned property, and they lost. And so you can bet city lawyers here in Toronto are likely combing over this ruling to see what the implications mean here. In fact, I would think a lot of municipality lawyers are very busy looking at this ruling because it sets a precedent. Leilana Farah is a human rights lawyer and global director of The Shift, an international initiative that advocates for the right to housing. Joining us now. Good to have you. Hi, Alex. Nice to be here. So I kind of summed up uh, a complex issue in uh, 30 seconds, not necessarily the easiest thing, but I think people get it. Um, your view of the, the ruling and how it could, I guess, impact Toronto, which I think probably um, thinks it has guardrails in for this. Yeah, so um, just to be clear, it was the regional municipality of uh, um, Kitchener-Waterloo. So it was the regional government that went to court on the issue of the encampment in Kitchener. And um, I think that it's a very important decision that's come out of Waterloo. Um, It's important because it sends a message, yes, to municipalities, including Toronto, across across Ontario, that it's not okay. In fact, it's so not okay, it's a violation of our Charter of Rights and Freedoms to evict homeless people who have set up encampments in the context where there are not enough shelter spaces or where the shelter spaces available are inappropriate for the population. And so in, in, it's, a, it's a, a very important win. It acknowledges that homeless people are human beings. That may seem ridiculous, but believe me when I tell you, a lot of people don't treat homeless people like they're human beings. A lot of people don't treat homeless people like their lives matter. And this judgment is saying, oh, wait a second, folks, wait a second, governments, the, the lives and the security of these people does matter. And where there are no shelter spaces or where shelter spaces are inappropriate, they have to be able to remain in place in encampments. All right. Um, so let's parse through this because I think, you know, certainly the city will argue. And I think a lot of people would argue, hey, look, uh, I don't want my park filled up with encampments and tents because it draws, you know, nefarious behavior. It does draw criminal aspects. It, it just kind of comes encompassing. But I would think 
and, and, and maybe you know this because you've been through the process of, of how it unfolds in Toronto, that Toronto would have a big urban center, would likely have different arguments uh, to a judge and would be able to say, hey, look, we have shelter space. We have different kinds of shelter space. And if they choose not to use it, then, you know, that's on them. Yeah. And so I think you raised such an important point, Alex. And, and you know, a judgment like this is going to have weaknesses. <laughs> and I would say you've identified one of the weaknesses. So, yes, indeed, the city of Toronto that does have, um, you know, a variety of types of shelter spaces could try to argue that. I mean, I think it's well known that uh, shelter spaces are over-occupied in Toronto. Uh, and I think it's also... Um, open for debate whether the shelter spaces really do accommodate the needs of uh, homeless people. So things like um, the triggering of trauma that a shelter can cause for an Indigenous person, right? An Indigenous person who may have come out of the residential school system, congregate settings are very traumatic. And so the sh- a shelter system itself could be very traumatic for an Indigenous person. I don't know that the city of Toronto can solve that through a shelter system. Um, well, you know, if they, well, if there's anything like what I've seen over the years, I look, I think they trigger everybody because they're not ne- they're not the most pleasant. I mean, you wouldn't as a mother want to bring your kids to one. You know, they've got um, bugs. They've got uh, issues of crime. I mean, they're not perfect. Um, and, and you would hope that in all these years they would improve them and maybe come up with some outside-the-box thinking of, you know, a- allowing people to be able to stay and-, and get on their feet. However, we're not that um, advanced. Uh, we're not there yet. Definitely but, uh, not there there yet. Yep. We're not going to be there for a long time unless this lights a fire right. under someone's butt to like start actually getting serious about this. And so yeah. I, I, is there some kind of organization? Because we see people being removed from the state streets of Toronto every single day. They come out with these claw like, um, you know, these tractors and they take the everything they own and they scoop them off the streets. But if they don't have anywhere to go, you know, where are they supposed to go? So are there organizations taking place now to, to fight a different fight based on the decision out of, uh, you know, Waterloo Region? Well, I, I would hope that what would come of this decision is a recognition that this is a very narrow decision, right? So it doesn't, all it says really is that governments have to refrain from evicting. It doesn't say governments have to do anything that they have to it doesn't even say that they have to provide adequate um, services and the stuff you need to live in an encampment. It just says you cannot evict. What I'm hoping will happen is that this will mobilize groups, lawyers, uh, advocates to try to launch a claim that says that homelessness itself violates the right to life and security of the person and liberty, and that we need governments to respond, to take action, and to ensure access to adequate, affordable, long-term housing. That's what I think we actually need. This order doesn't go there. It wasn't, you know, that wasn't the ask of the, the litigation. And so the judge didn't order that. Um, but that's where we obviously need to go. I mean, in, in some senses, I feel sad that we would celebrate Mm-hmm. the right for people to pitch a tent in a parking lot, right? Like, like in a, in a rich country like Canada, it's sort of sad, right? That this is what we are, that we consider a win and we would be applauding, right? It, it, it seems inappropriate in light of the resources in the country. 
Yeah, well, look, it's not sustainable to have people living in parks, but it's also, you know, they should have gotten up off their butts long ago to get these shelters, you know, uh, built uh, and allow people to actually, um, you know, get some dignity. Or, or move beyond shelters. Yeah, well, yeah. Figure out, you know, yeah. how people, how can we actually house people properly so that they can then live decent lives and contribute to their communities and, you know, grow their families and things like that. It's, it's, it, it is so urgent. And the fact that the court has seen this is a right to life issue shows the urgency. Uh, now we just need um, to sort of somehow get governments, all orders of government, right, the three levels, four levels, <laughs> to start talking to each other and really solve this, the, the, the issue of homelessness. Yeah, that, that's the only way you guarantee it doesn't get solved. I think that we know. Uh, Lelena, we'll watch and see where this goes. Uh, appreciate you kind of putting some context to it, and uh, we'll, we'll see uh, certainly the follow-through. Thank you. Thanks so much, Alex. That is uh, Lelena Farah, who is uh, able to explain this decision. And so, uh, again, I think there's big implications for a city like Toronto, uh, but no question, I think Toronto would also have um, arguments to make because they would have more shelter space and options than a smaller region. Having said all that, like, you know, um, these people can't live in parks, but they also can't live on the streets, and it's going to get a lot worse. That is the scary part. It is, you know, we are in a cost-of-living issue after a pandemic with a mental health crisis and an opiate crisis. All of this is just going to get better. And so to all four levels or three levels of government, yeah, get off your rear end and do something.